Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hit me get up. First shot, come strut walking. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious. Somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby's for the game. Nope, nope, y'all can't copy up. Bad moonwalking in this here is a party. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on KALA HD2 106.1. This is Schistel Speak Sports, and as always, I'm your host on your Thursday evenings, Ryan Schistel. So today is October 12th, and it was an absolutely beautiful day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in the Quad Cities area, and it is great weather to cap off what was a hectic and pretty stressful week here at SAU. Uh, It is midterms week for my fellow Fighting Bees and myself. Uh, Really, I didn't have many tests for my midterm, but a lot of projects or papers to be written. And then I did have one test this morning that, I won't lie, I was very stressed out for, but got in there, sat down, and I must say I felt very confident when it was all said and done. But either way, you know, it's the end of the week now. We're off tomorrow, Friday, because of the midterm break, and then we'll be back in action for classes on Monday. So it's a great way to end the week doing this show and a much-deserved break, I believe, for my fellow classmates and myself. So looking forward for today's episode, a lot of these fall sports are really starting near the end of their seasons. Uh, Some still have quite a ways to go, but for the most part, there is a good amount of sports that only have a handful to a dozen amount of games left. So let's start up the episode talking about the SAU women's volleyball team. The women's volleyball team has not been too busy this week, having a match Tuesday and a match actually earlier today. In Tuesday's match, it was a Fighting Bees sweep over the Calumet Crimson Wave here at Lee Loman Arena. In the first set of the game, it was a narrow 25-22 victory in favor of the Fighting Bees. They followed that game up with a 25-17 victory, taking the lead two sets to nothing over the Crimson Wave of Calumet. And heading into Game 3, the Bees had the widest margin of the match, taking the set 25-16. Mackenzie Grafton, Meredith Siebers, and Meredith Umland all had double-digit kills for the Bees on Tuesday, and... I mean, if if you've been paying attention to this show and listening in, you would know that it comes as no surprise that you hear Grafton's name or Sieber's name. And really, you can't even be too shocked to hear Umlin's name. I mean, she normally is, to be completely frank, not one of the mainly talked about uh, girls on the team. It does seem like it is normally only Sieber's and Grafton, but... Umland has always been up there as well in terms of kills and just really good stats 
for the fighting bees. So I am very excited to see how, you know, the bees go on from here. Earlier today, starting at really 6 o'clock uh, p.m., so only about 34 minutes ago, the bees took on and are actually still taking on the Red Hawks from Indiana Northwest. So just for a little update of how that match is going, the bees won the first set of the match 25-19 to over the Red Hawks. The two teams are currently playing in the second set, and Indiana University uh, Northwest will uh, actually have a lead right now, 5-4, to as game is going on. I will update more on the women's volleyball game as we go on throughout the night, probably right before the commercial break, out of the commercial break, and near the end of this evening's episode. Looking ahead, though, for the women's volleyball team, they'll have three matches from St. Louis, Missouri, as they'll be traveling to the Missouri Baptist Classic, which seems like a yearly event that the Bees play in. For the Classic, the Bees will take on the hosts, Missouri Baptist, on Friday at 10 a.m., and then will be taking on Park at 2 p.m. once again on Friday. The Bees wrap up the Missouri Baptist Classic, taking on Lindsey Wilson at 10 a.m. on Saturday the 14th. Outside of that, though, not too much going on in terms of the women's volleyball season. Uh, season. Actually, those are the only three matches that the Bees will have for the week. Their next match after that won't be until the 24th. So looking at those three matchups, uh, I will have more on those in next week's episode. Moving ahead, let's talk about some SAU soccer where the men's team has played two games this past week, splitting them one apiece. On Saturday, the Bees took on the Holy Cross Fighting Saints here in Davenport, in which the Bees won by a score of 3-2. to The Bees and the Holy Cross Saints were knotted at one apiece going into halftime, as leading off scoring was Kevin Vidana for Holy Cross. He scored in the fifth minute of play. The Bees would get one back, though, as Zach Monnet would net a 31st-minute goal, bringing us to that one-to-one uh, -one tie at the half. Coming out of the half, there was really not lots of action going on scoring-wise until the 77th minute as German Warm scored an unassisted goal for the Bees, giving the Bees that 2-2 lead. Then, Juan Perez for the Holy Cross Saints put in a goal at the 82nd minute mark, nodding things up at 2 in the late going. However, Hayden Newton and the Bees would get the last laugh, as with only 10 seconds left in the 90 minutes of play, the uh, Bees score off the unassisted goal by Hayden Newton, to make it 3-2, so a nice walk-off goal for the Bees, and that was a huge win for this men's team. Then on Tuesday, the Fighting Bees traveled to Arlington Heights, Illinois, for a matchup with the Roosevelt Lakers. After Zach Monnet scored a goal for the Bees early on in the game, the Lakers would net two goals for themselves in the first half, taking a 2-1 lead into the half. Then, in the second half of play, the Lakers would score once more, giving the Bees a 3-1 loss. 
now sitting at three wins, five losses, and two ties overall, and a 3-3 three and three conference record. The Fighting Beast will take on the Trinity Christian Trolls on Sunday from Palos Heights, Illinois, and then they will take on the St. Francis, Illinois Fighting Saints Wednesday from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. Good luck to the men's team in those two matchups. I'll have both of those scores and stats next week. Now, one thing I can say about this women's soccer team is I would not want to be an upcoming opponent if I had to go up against the Bees. The Bees are on a five-game winning streak as they're nearing the final handful of games in their season. And I will be completely honest, the Bees are crushing the game right now. So, on Saturday, the Bees brought the Holy Cross Fighting Saints into Davenport and just put a beat down on. The Bees beat the Saints by a score of 11 to nothing. Yes, you heard that right. 11 to nothing. I mean, that is a score you would see in a basketball game in the early going. So, looking at, you know, scoring, Caitlin Brunson gets things going first for the Bees in the 5th minute of action giving the Bees a 1 to nothing lead. Dania Elzine would net a second goal for the Bees in the first half in the 33rd minute, and the Bees would actually only take a 2-0 lead into the half. Then, in the second half, Caitlin Brunson nets her second goal of the game in the 47th minute, as Kendall Went would net the next two in both the 51st and 52nd minutes, so Went scoring two goals in about a minute's time. Caitlin Brunson would then complete the hat trick in the 54th minute of play as Taylor DeSplinter would then score in the 59th. Maria Luisa Coelho would score in the 70th minute and Genevieve Boyer would score in the 76th. Lauren Bendel would then score in the 77th and in the 88th minute it was the senior Mary Evans netting a goal. So a breakdown of this, Bees 2-0 at the half. Seems like a game that Holy Cross might be able to come back from scoring-wise. Then the Bees put up a very crooked 9 spot in the second half, bringing that total to 11 to nothing. So let's count it out together. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 different Bees scoring. You've got Caitlin Brunson leading the way with 3 goals. And really, I mean, Brunson's 3 goals came off of 3 shots, all of which were obviously on goal. She also picks up an assist. Then, you've got Kendall Went netting her two goals on three shots on goal. And then the rest of the Bees all have one. But either way, what an unbelievable uh, game for the Bees. I mean, that is a blowout form. And Rachel Willette really had nothing to worry about in goal for the Bees. She only faced one shot on goal and made the save in her 90 minutes of play. She is now 7-4 and four on the season. Then, on Wednesday, the Fighting Bees beat the Lakers of Roosevelt 3 to nothing. Caitlin Brunson would net her 10th goal of the season, followed up by Haley Wilson's first of the year. After the 2 to nothing start, the Bees netted their final goal off the foot of Kendall Went for her 8th of the year, winning 3-0 the Bees were. So, once again, you look at this, I mean, you got Caitlin Brunson in the past two games scoring four goals. You got Kendall Went scoring three goals in two games, and... It's it's unbelievable when you really think about that. Again, eleven to nothing alone is not a soccer score, but netting four goals in two games, 
That's unbelievable out of Caitlin Brunson, let alone the fact she also plays basketball here at Ambrose. Kendall Went, uh, three goals in two games. That's unbelievable. This woman's team is so unbelievably good that it almost seems unfair to have to be an opponent playing against the Bees. So with that, the Bees are now 8-4 and four overall and 6-1 and one in the conference. And just looking a little bit back at these uh, past five games, the Bees are heavily, and when I say heavily, I mean extremely heavily, outscoring their opponent. And if you're thinking, well, how heavily is heavily, it is 27-4 in favor of the Bees when looking at points. So, I mean, see what you will, but I think if that's the case, uh, it calls for, I would say, mighty fine success. I think a lot of people would also agree with me on the fact that you can look at that and think success is right there. So, looking at it, the Bees currently sit in third place of the conference in women's soccer at 6-1 and one in the conference. Uh, Trinity Christian and Olivet Nazarene are tied for first place at 6-0-1 in the conference. So the Bees only one point behind the leaders. It is really cool, too, and... So, looking ahead, coming up on Saturday, the Bees take on the Trinity Christian Trolls at noon, just like the men. Then on Tuesday, the Bees take on the St. Francis, Illinois Fighting Saints at 6 o'clock p.m. Now, I will say nothing is 100% finalized, but KALA might be on the call for that women's soccer game on Tuesday, so keep your ears open. The men's cross-country team has been strong this year, placing in the top three in all four races they've been a part of. The men also had multiple runners picking up PRs as well in their previous run. The women's cross-country team is also doing well so far this year, placing top five in three of four events. Now, freshman Caitlin Konecki has been a powerful runner for the Bees as a freshman, which is awesome to see. And coming up for the teams, it's the Blazing Tiger NAIA Classic on the 21st. Uh, If you would like to... Hear a bit more about the cross-country teams. You can check it out on SAUTV's uh, YouTube channel. Speaking of running, don't be afraid to run in the Killer Bee 5K or have your kids do the Bumble Rumble on Saturday morning of the 21st. It's a great way to kick off the homecoming activities we've got going on here at St. Ambrose, whether it be on campus or from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. So make sure you sign up if you are a fan of running and you'd like to run. So that's going to do it for tonight's first half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. When I return, it'll be St. Ambrose golf and a little football talk. I assure you, you do not want to touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday night. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is Schistel Speaks Sports on KALA, HD2 106.1. Churches United of the Quad Cities is seeking volunteers to help out in a variety of roles at the Churches United office in Bettendorf and for other Churches United activities. If you've got some experience to share or you would like to gain some experience as a community volunteer, your services are needed. To volunteer or for more information, call 563-332-5002 or email info at cuqca.org. 
www.quadcities.org. You can learn more about the good work Churches United does in the Quad Cities by visiting their website, cuqca.org. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. Davenport and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports. And as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. So in the first half of tonight's episode, I talked about the women's volleyball team as well as Soccer and SAU cross-country. Cross-country is actually a new sport for me to ever talk about on this show. I just kind of realized that. Now in the second half, it's golf and football talk for St. Ambrose University. But before that, taking a quick little look at how the women's volleyball game is going. We are still in set two as the Bees are currently up 22-18. to uh, That would be a big set two win to go up two to nothing. I'll have more later on in the episode about that. So starting it out with SAU golf, the SAU women's golf team is officially back in action for the first time in quite a long time. Uh, and they were competing at the Warren Golf Course in Notre Dame, Indiana. It was the Saints Classic hosted by Holy Cross. And the Bees women's team ended up placing in seventh place out of the nine teams competing in their first uh Invitational, Tournament, Classic, whatever you want to call it back. As a team, the Bees shot 164 over par, so not the greatest performance we've ever seen out of the women's golf team, but at the same time, you know, you were on a long break. It's going to take a minute to get back into the feel of things. The winner 
was Indiana Wesleyan, who shot 47 over par. So the Bees were a full 117 shots back from the leader. Looking at the uh, individual golfers for the Bees, not great. The first golfer you can see on the scorebook is Amara Lytle at 31 over par. She was in 28th point and then Catherine, uh, 28th place, pardon me. And then Catherine Spear right behind her at 31st, sitting at 34 over par. The best golfer was Kylie Purdy out of Indiana Wesleyan at 7 over par. So the Bees definitely had some uh, catching up to do as they were 24 shots back individually. Uh, and not going to confirm anything and because it's a somewhat common name, but Kylie Purdy, I don't believe there's any relation to 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. It would be kind of cool, though, if the Bees were playing somebody that, you know, had a connection to an NFL star. But nevertheless, uh, not the best result we've ever seen out of the women's golf team. And coming up for the women's golf team, they'll be competing in the TPC Deer Run Invitational at TPC Deer Run from Sal from uh, Silvis, Illinois. That will be on Monday and Tuesday, the 16th and 17th. Now looking at the men's golf side of things, they were also at the Warren Golf Course in Notre Dame, Indiana for the Saints Classic. And they placed a quite bit better than the women's team did, coming in fourth place at 64 over par, 13 shots behind the champions in Morningside. Individually for the Bees, we don't have to look much uh, further like we did for the women's team as Jacob St uh, Stotzel was the best golfer for the Bees, tying for 11th place at 14 over par, uh, 10 shots behind Peyton Woods, who golfs for Illinois Central. Tim Markham rounded out the uh, top 18, or the top 20, I should say, with B's in it. He tied for 18th at 18 over par. Uh, you know, fourth place for the B's, not bad. Uh, not the best round of golf we've seen out of either one of these teams, though. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, for the women's team, to some extent, I kind of get it because they were on a break for a long time. But this men's team, they haven't really been on a break. And maybe that is a reason why. They were only able to place fourth. And let it be known right now, fourth place, not bad at all for golf. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm making it sound like fourth place is not a good finish out of the 11 teams competing. But we have seen these bees do better. Uh, looking ahead, the men's golf team is actually done with their fall season of golf. So looking at a recap for men's golf, they started out their year uh, pretty strong as they finished in third place at the Highland Championships and came in fourth at the Mount Mercy Fall Invite. The Bees then took first at the Loris Tri-State Classic and ninth at the NAIA Midwest Invite. Then the Bees took third at the Central Fall Invite, and then most recently, again, they took fourth at Holy Cross. So looking at it, you've got a ninth place at the NAIA Midwest Invite, but outside of that, fourth place is the worst finish the Bees had. I am very excited for when this team comes back in the spring to, you know, just kind of see how the Bees golf uh, in the next semester. Back to the women's side of things very quickly. The TPC Deer Run Invite is the final 
uh, tournament the Bees will be playing in for their fall uh, season. I'll have more on them once that happens. Now, just looking at it very quickly, with football still being on their bye week, this is the second bye week out of the two they had in back-to-back weeks. Let's, let's just take a little look ahead on the schedule. The Bees have three straight home games and then a road game to close out the season. On the 21st, the Bees will place the St. Francis, Illinois Fighting Saints for homecoming. After that, on the 28th, it's the St. Xavier Cougars as they make the trek to Davenport for another Bees home game. Then, Judson closes out the home schedule for the Bees on the 4th of November. The Eagles looking to play a good game of football against the Bees. Uh, Judson, in the past couple of years, has had the Bees numbers, but I feel like this is a game that the Bees will be able to pull out over the Eagles. Then, to close it all out on November 11th, the Bees travel to Olivet Nazarene to close out the season. And I will say, this is no easy schedule for the Bees to close out the year. I mean, St. Francis is very good. Uh, The Cougars of St. Xavier are currently ranked 13th in the uh, the, uh, A... uh, Pardon me. Had a little uh, brain freeze there. In the NAIA. So... You know, you got to look and think, all right, you know, you got some you got some hard competition coming up. How do you battle the adversity you faced early on in the season? And how do you flip it now that you are in conference play? Uh, St. Francis is 4-2. and two. They are coming off of back-to-back uh, losses, most recently to Roosevelt, 28-24. And the Bees... You know, they get this bye week. The uh, Fighting Saints will take on Judson at home. So it'll be very interesting to see if they can win this game. Because I, I truly think coming off of, you know, two bye weeks, if St. Francis is currently in the midst of a three-game slide, the Bees are going to have some momentum. It's going to be homecoming too. And I've got a lot of faith in this Bees team. So... We'll just have to wait and see another week. I'll have more on that matchup in next week's episode, and I'll be very interested to see how it goes. Taking one last look at the women's volleyball game, though, before closing it out, the Bees did end up taking set two by a score of 25-21, to so the Bees are up two sets to nothing. Uh, Good luck to them as they close it out. I'll talk more about that in next week's episode. And speaking of closing things out, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. As always, past episodes of this program can be found on KALA streaming sites such as Spotify. Just look up Schistel Speak Sports. For those who don't know how to spell my last name, it's S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L. With no, you know, football this weekend, the... Closest sport you might hear us on the call for on KALA is women's soccer on Tuesday. Keep an eye out on the KALA Instagram and Facebook pages to see uh, updates on if we will be doing that game and when we will be live on the air. With that, I'll be back next week for the program. Once again, pay attention once again to KALA social medias and I will be back soon. You've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 
106.1, your exclusive home for St. Ambrose football on the air.